I'm on media blackout now. This is the last thing I'm watching. I'm done. That's yeah. It, it, it's time now. Like after the end of this trailer, it's definitely time. Four months out, I'm fine. I can make it. Yeah. This was like the midway point. We're we're definitely gonna get more stuff. So I have to like avoid the internet whenever that drops. But that's gonna be tough because like I'm good. There's movies I'm gonna go to, and I'm probably gonna be stuck in a theater that's gonna play a trailer. See, you got to do like Josh does. Always bring a an iPod or listening device of some kind. Bring your earbuds, close your eyes, put a song on. It's tough to drown out IMAX, even with earbuds. You have to just earmuff it, hum to yourself, <laughs> put up something very loud in your headphones. Fuck everybody else in the theater if they can hear it. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, Mike. We're in the big time. This is This is important shit here. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the... The end game of Star Wars. So sacrifices will have to be made. You have Spotify, right? Just get your Spotify ready to go. Just bring some earbuds and crank that shit. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I hopefully it'll work. They have those noise regulators on earbuds now. Like they don't let them go, but so loud. That's what I mean. You got to do everything. Like you got to put them in your ears. You got to cover your ears. You got to hum over top of that. No, I mean, you, you still sense. might catch snippets of stuff, like snippets of dialogue or sound effects or something. You're not going to drown out everything completely. But a little bit of something you sort of kind of may hear isn't going to give you the full impression of what the trailer is. True. All right. Maybe maybe that's what I'll try to do. Oh, come on. You set me up for this. Do or do not. There is no try. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Libick. Joining me for this episode is the one and only Mike Bradley. Yes, I am the one and only guest. <laughs> he, he didn't he left that part out. It, I'm just the one and only guest, not the one only anything else. You are you are streaming legend, Mike Bradley. Or Dar- Darth Pooey. Streaming legend, Darth Pooey. You know, you're fucking up my brand that I don't <laughs> have yet. Um the four listeners that we have are going to go right out and subscribe to your Twitch. Yeah, I mean, I actually like that is how it's spelled on Twitch, so I guess it's not really fucking up my brand. But <laughs> that's how you have to find you. Yeah, Darth Pooey <laughs> on Twitch. That's Darth, just like you think it's spelled without a space between that and Pooey. P O O I. It's it's going to look like Darth Pool. You're in the right spot, but you have to search Darth Pooey. Yep. He will. He will refer to himself as as Darth Pool. You will never hear Darth Pooey again, but you're in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll have to type it in one time, and then you just click that follow <laughs> button, and then you'll never have to type Darth Pooey or think about Darth <laughs> Pooey again. He will live on live on in our hearts. Well, if the person who just has the fucking L at the end of their name would give up the damn gamer, <laughs> they don't use it. They don't play. I've checked this. They have fucking zero gamer score. They fucking have that username locked up. Did they take it up on Twitch too? You can yep. play it on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Somebody's really running the running the market on Darth Bowl everywhere. Yeah. They they they're just holding on to it, and like I said, they're not they're, they they don't they don't use it. 
If they were somebody that was using it, I, I wouldn't care. But it's somebody that does <laughs> not like. Maybe they use the Xbox as like a fucking Fire Stick or some shit for Netflix. Yeah, and it's like, oh, Darth Pool, would that be fun? Oh, huh? fuck you, person. <laughs> um. All right. So we, as, as you can hear, it's just the two of us. We are we are skeleton crew this week. Um. We. Try, Andy, we're we gonna miss ha- you. Yeah, we were hoping to get Andy. Andy got pulled away for work. They're they're shipping him out. He's he's flying away tonight. Literally, so he not be on. Yeah, literally. There, sh- they, he texted me yesterday and said, "Hey, I might have to ship out for work." He's like, "I think they're going to send me either Wednesday or Tuesday night," and it happened to be Tuesday night. So he is he is MIA for the show. I didn't realize he traveled for work. I think but, it's hmm. the second time it's happened. The second time oh, that I know okay. about anyway. Gotcha. So, uh, and I I tried to get Josh back too. Josh was. Uh, indisposed tonight, so we couldn't get him on. So you are both missed for this episode. We miss and all the others this... too, but well, yeah, obviously you're not. I guess, I guess that goes without saying, but yes, we miss you all. Um, yeah, I think at least for us, I think this is probably the quickest turnaround between episodes that we've done. I mean, aside from the like ones we do in person back to back, sometimes we'll record, but yeah, this is one day in between. Like I had a day off. <laughs> Brian's already back with the whip. Tell him to get in there. Yeah. Well, I hope you've recu- you. I hope you have recuperated because we're gonna we're gonna get into this shit. Yeah, let's get into it. I'm good to go. I've fully recuperated <laughs> from the lack of sleep. The dogs have let me sleep for a couple nights, so I'm in good shape. Um. All right. So we are going to this is something we were going to try to cover when we recorded uh, our Spider-Man talk, but just from time constraints and have being a Sunday morning, it just worked to try to do this separately. So. Uh, we're gonna try to cover the D twenty three stuff. Um, D twenty three was is like Disney's own convention expo thing that they do for the the fans of Disney. So it's just their event. So you get all the Marvel, Star Wars, Disney stuff all one weekend there. Um, so they made a whole bunch of other announcements. I I actually did not expect that much stuff to come out of this show. Uh, yeah, there was a, a lot, lot of it. A lot of it was for Disney Plus. They're really trying to push their streaming platform, which comes out in November. Um, if you need a refresher on that, that is due out November 12th. That will be for $7 a month or $70 a, a year, which, I mean, at this point seems like a no brainer. Can just looking at all the content you can get from this thing. But my, my only request for Disney and my only hope is that they pair it because right now they have it paired with Hulu where you can get that oh, for right. like twelve ninety nine yeah, yeah. a month with Hulu, but they don't have a pairing for Hulu, like the Hulu without ads. Because so, oh, gotcha. like currently I get a I subscribe to Hulu and I pay for it not to have ads. Right. I don't have that option with the Disney Plus combo. I've looked into this already, so it's like, huh. you know, it's gonna save a couple dollars maybe to do the combo, but I'll have to deal with ads when I use Hulu. Right. Whereas I, I'll probably just do the Disney Plus subscription at this point. Yeah, for seven bucks, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, seventy bucks for the year, it's even less. Yeah, right. So I'm not concerned with that at all. Um, so we're not going to cover everything like the Disney talked about. They talked about a lot of their animated properties, other Disney stuff, and a lot of other stuff on the on the streaming service that they're doing. Um, we are basically just going to focus on the Star Wars and Marvel stuff that that jumped out at us uh, over the the weekend. Um, which we could probably easily talk about for most of the show, but we're going to try to keep this thing moving. So we're going to implement our, our infamous timer again. 
Uh, so we're going to run for 10 minutes, hopefully per topic. Uh, once we get through our little like preamble thing, once we open it up to each other to just spitball uh, questions or whatever we want to say, that's when the timer starts. We got 10 minutes. Um, and we're going to start with the, the, the biggest thing out of the show, which I think for us is easily the episode nine stuff. Um, there was a showcase for Rise of Skywalker. At least it was part of a panel. Uh, they showed some footage. It was labeled as a special look. Um, I think that was, it was like, what, Saturday afternoon, I think, when you and I were together. Yeah. Saturday evening, yeah. Yep. Because um, I was watching Twitter for stuff, and it Twitter kind of blew up when they showed footage. Uh, luckily, I feel like Disney was smart enough to release the footage officially online two days later, so it came out yesterday. Which and you know, I you think figure as I told get... you, there is still some footage they didn't release. Yeah, because you're going to get the bootleg stuff whether you try to hide it or not. So it's always better, I feel like, for these people just to release. Like, give. I understand you have you want the people there to see something exclusive. So give them, you know, a day or two to simmer on it, and they've seen something not everyone else has, and then a couple of days go by and just put it out there for everybody to see. Right. I think you're better off. Um, so it's actually a good thing we didn't record this Sunday because we would have missed this footage. So because we delayed, this all worked out. Um, yeah. So again, the footage was, it's not deemed a trailer. It's deemed a special look uh, for Rise of Skywalker. Half of the video is basically just a montage of the other saga films. About halfway through, we start to see new clips and stuff from episode nine. Still no plot details. We get a little bit of a, little bit of a voiceover and that's it. Um, I honestly don't know how much I want to dissect it because I feel like this is probably going to be the last thing that I, I sort of check out or watch before before the movie comes out. Um, Twitter, obviously, when I was watching it, just blew up talking about the final shot of this video, which features Ray in a dark robe with a double-bladed red lightsaber. And that was what Mike and I were sort of st- starting to theorize about Saturday when people were talking about it on, on the internet. Um so we'll just start with that. What do you what do you think the end of this trailer? What do you think? So my my personal impression is it's probably a force vision of some kind. Um just because there's I've seen so many other theories out there and they all seem so ridiculous. But the only other one that I I have seen that seemed well founded in anything was that Ray is actually a clone. I and caught wind of that today, which that thought hadn't occurred to me, and I could see that going that way too. Yeah, because that brings a whole new light to that scene in Last Jedi, where she sees the hundreds of herself all in a line, oh, right. okay. her fingers doing all that. It would kind of give that scene a lot more meaning. Yeah, you know, like because it still kind of doesn't make much sense um, without more context, and that right. we don't have yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to bet it's some sort of trailer misdirection. Yeah. Which, my my again, my first thought, too, was some sort of force vision, whether that's her seeing what she could become or Kylo seeing what he wants out of this whole thing or, or something like that. I'd, I would be more surprised if it's true. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Pleasantly surprised because there was nothing I wanted more in Last Jedi then when he says to her to join him and be, join the Sith, basically join his version of the Sith or dark side, whatever you want to call it and yeah. roll the galaxy. There was nothing more I wanted than for her to grab his hand and say, okay. And then it's <laughs> on Luke to save the galaxy. Like yeah. she turns because she thinks Luke's evil. And mm. 
you know, like she she joins him, and I I thought that could have been an interesting play there to have it happen in this this movie. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't see that. I like that was I feel like the same way that I feel with like the Raylo thing. You had your chance for it to go that way, and it didn't. And I don't want them to backpedal on either really i think yeah. it would be really cool to see them pull that and have her turn but i'd still feel like you already like nixed that yeah i think i mean sorry paula but for the Raylo stuff i i would rather see them both evil either the the one staple i want in this whole thing is to for ben solo to be evil any redemption yes. for him i think is out the window so for the Raylo people, if you want Ray and Kylo together, then they both got to be evil. I don't think he comes around. I think I, I laid this out uh, pretty well, I think, for Amy in explaining, because she, she's obviously very confused. She doesn't follow it as closely. Um, but in, in that Star Wars is really the tale of the Skywalker's struggle with Palpatine. And that that's the whole underlying story of all of Star Wars. Yeah. And so you have the prequel trilogy where he takes a Jedi and turns him. You have the original trilogy where he tries to turn an untrained person and ends up losing both the father and the son. And now you have a situation where Palpatine perhaps runs into Kylo who's already a dark side user. Yeah. And he has to decide how to handle him. Okay. Or they have to decide how to handle each other. Yeah, I don't know where you know. I'm I'm still curious to see where Palpatine fits in this whole thing. Is it oh, a clone? Yeah. Is it some sort of force ghost vision thing? I that boggles my mind. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. And it I I love that I don't know. Yeah, there, there there's so many possible routes that could go. Um on that note Well, I'll let you go if you have anything on Ray that you more you want to say. Uh, specifically Ray, not really. The one thing I do want to make sure I point out is, I don't know if you saw the tweet that I sent at you, uh, but it's a point that I was going to make, I I, I don't know, I tagged you in it, I think, sometime this afternoon, but there, the, the parallels between the end fight of Revenge of the Sith and the parallels between the fight we glimpse in this movie, how they sort of mirror each other. Yeah, where one's over lava, this one's over water. Right. It seems like precarious footing, you know, like it's... Yeah, even just like whatever themes you can dig from Revenge of the Sith, I feel like are being applied here. And mm-hmm. just the stark contrast in tones and colors and everything, I think that's in very much intentional. So I'm I'm definitely curious to see how it plays out. I mean, I have like a couple bullet point things just, just to talk, like shots that I really liked, but we can come back to those at the end. Okay. Um, but yeah, the thing I was going to say with Palpatine and all that is there is something very significant that your average viewer isn't going to notice. I'm sure you noticed. Um, we get a brief look, uh, at a fleet of star destroyers. Yes. These are not first order star destroyers. They are Imperial star destroyers. And, what could that mean? Could that mean that perhaps he somehow was rescued and was rebuilding the Empire on the edges of the galaxy? Or 
what what on earth could it be? Could it be the resistance? And they rebuild the resistance fleet using old Imperial Star Destroyers. There there's so many the ominous like colors and tones of the quick shots we get in that trailer lead me to believe those are bad guy ships. I agree. I agree. Like I lean towards those being the Sith troopers because we get the mm. we have had the leaked Sith trooper uniform and all that. I think that those are Sith trooper star destroyers that somehow some way Palpatine is leading. Well, no one like it's it's off the table that the First Order could have repurposed a bunch of Imperial star destroyers. I wouldn't say it's off the table, but why would they? If they I, had they that many need a of fleet them to too, begin with. Think. Well, I mean, I think they're hedging their bets, and they think, you know, the Resistance still isn't a threat for them. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like they just destroyed the Resistance, essentially. Yeah. Why would they be, like, doubling down and repurposing old ships to have that strong a fleet? Well, we don't know what the time gap is there. I mean, if it's... No. Well, still. I, well... Either way, I think their their goal is the same as the Empire, is rule through fear. So if they even if they win, they'd want to have that big of a fleet just to enforce their rule. Could be. Could be. And I'm just trying to spin it. There's a there's a lot of ways. I feel like they wouldn't go that route with it though, just because they would just have the first order build new star destroyers of their own. Yeah. Like why would like that that's the point where I lose it. Like, I feel like somebody who's using those needs to be using those. You know what it kind of reminds me of, too, is, well, two two stories come to mind from the EU. Um, the first Thrawn trilogy, where he is just sitting on old dreadnoughts that are hiding somewhere and then brings them out when he needs them. Um, and two, I can't remember the name of the trilogy, but uh, at one point there was, in the books, they, the, the whole thing about the old EU was, like, there were super weapons everywhere. Everybody was making it. The Empire yeah. always had a backup super weapon. So at one <laughs> point they had, like, the framework of an old Death Star that they were building again. And it was, like, hidden in a moss somewhere, which kind of reminds me just those couple shots of the Star Destroyers. It looks like they're hidden in clouds, like, somewhere nebulous type of it thing. It reminded me a lot of, like, the Kessel Run. That yes. Yeah, yeah. Han takes, yeah. So I don't know if they're, you know, repurposing some of the ideas or stories and some of that stuff, but that's that those are the two thoughts that kind of rolled through my head. You know, I haven't read the new Thrawn book yet to see if he dies in it or what happens, but <laughs> oh my god, if what if it is Thrawn? I would lose my shit. That would be amazing. Oh my god. We don't know how long Chiss live. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got a minute and a half left on the timer. Anything you want to get through quickly? Um I mean, not. I mean, th- those to me are the big things. Uh, the other big thing is the evil three PO. Um, yes, that that was that was on my list too. Unexpected. Well, I think okay. So there was a poster, and I don't remember if you and I shared this. I know I was talking to somebody at work that found it or or showed me. There was a there was a poster that was supposedly going to be released that everyone's saying was the leaked poster for Episode Nine. On the poster, it has three PO in the corner somewhere with like bandoliers and weapons. Like, he is decked out, ready to shoot some motherfuckers. So, and they've established that there is a protocol droid and an R2 unit in the comics that follow around Dr. Afra, who are, like, basically assassin droids, but it's a protocol droid and an R2 unit. Hmm. So, there could be some sort of programming for C-3PO somewhere in there that they just click it on, or he could have been captured and repurposed for, like, destruction. Either way, I want to see C-3PO kick some ass. I think it's going to be awesome. 
I feel like that's your comedic relief right there. Like that oh, feels sure. like whatever it is. Like they're get, like hopefully they do a better job than they do with Attack of the Clones with that. Oh yeah, well he's been the butt of the joke for so long. To see him actually rise up and do something about it is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I think our timer's probably about to go up. But uh, two two other shots for me that we didn't talk about. Um, yeah, there's our timer. Um, quickly the uh, shot of just Kylo walking towards camera and just not even pausing or flinching and turning on the lightsaber was such a cool fucking shot. I love that. That's in the snow, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the, by far, my favorite shot of the trailer is all the resistance ships dropping out of hyperspace behind yes. like the moonlight or whatever. I could watch a gif of that just on repeat forever. I think it's fucking that, awesome. That one was definitely awesome. Um, There's one ship in there. I couldn't figure out what it was. I couldn't tell if it was, it didn't look like the, the Falcon. The silhouette looked different. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I definitely saw B wings and several different types of right. Like the fighters look the same. And y wings. It looked like the one like uh, Rebel Blockade Runner from A New Hope mm-hmm. was in there, but there's a ship that's already in frame there. That at first I'm like, oh, it's the Falcon, and then the more I looked at, it, I was like, that silhouette looks different. So either the Falcon is changed or it's a different ship entirely, and I couldn't tell Doesn't, which one it was. Uh, Dash Rendar's ship bear a strong resemblance to the Falcon, but it isn't. It does, and that one crossed my mind too. I the, the two sh- I don't, I don't know if any of them are right but yeah the dash Rendar ship the outrider uh, crossed my mind and the ghost ca- crossed my mind yeah I mean the ghost is always out there on the edge of your mind with this stuff like right oh my god like what if this is how they bring Ezra back yeah like I thought I thought more towards the outrider than the ghost but I I think both of them are wrong but yeah no I, I, I yeah <laughs> I would think that too um, the only other shot I that comes to my mind that's significant to note is the same snowy kind of um, setting. And we see something that looks like a miniature Death Star firing onto the ground for some reason. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, we don't know where it's coming from or why it's doing it, but it looks to be a fairly powerful weapon. Perhaps some of the old Imperial Star Destroyers are equipped with those. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, at this point, we're we're waiting and seeing. I think... It's all Mike conjecture. And I sort of, yeah, Mike and I sort of talked about before this. We're we're trying to do media blackout from here on out. So this is this is the last we will see. Yeah. Hopefully of anything. I'm. I mean, whenever they drop another trailer, it's going to be hard to avoid the internet. I'm sure I'm still going to see pictures or freeze frames of stuff. But well, the problem is we're all trying to avoid it. So it's kind of like the first person who gets screwed and sees it by accident has to tell the other people. That's fair. Yeah, I'll watch out for you if you watch out for me. Well, somebody is going to fall on the sword for the other. Yeah, it's gonna be that. It's oh, it's always me. Like I'm not. I'm honest <laughs> about this. Like the last several I've tried, it's always been me. The last one was like somebody threw spoilers for Endgame on a uh, Twitter post about. I think it was Doom Eternal. Is is what it was? Like there was a Twitter post about Doom Eternal, and somebody put Endgame spoilers in it. Never like, read the comments. <sighs> I got to get on that. I got to stop reading comments. That's my problem. The, you know, you know what the what I should do is try to actually use like Twitter's filter stuff and like just tag like any hashtag for Star Wars or Rise of Skywalker. Just turn it off for like two weeks. Yeah. So I don't see it. That might be the way to go. Okay. All right. So that's the the last we will talk about for episode nine. So we're gonna move on to some other Star Wars related stuff. Uh, the next big trailer that we got for Star Wars was for the Mandalorian. 
So this is our first official trailer. We had some leaked stuff around the uh, Star Wars Celebration time that that came out bootlegged because that was never officially released. Um, so this is the live action series coming to Disney Plus from John Favreau and Dave Filoni, set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Um, it will debut on Disney Plus uh, when it starts, November twelfth, same day. Cannot I think we're wait. getting, I think we're getting weekly episodes. It's not going to be all at once like Netflix. I think they're doing one at a time. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's fine. Uh, so from the trailer, I mean, I know you watched the the leak stuff. I think when it was out too, but from from this trailer anyway, what did you what did you think? Um, the biggest thing I can say from this trailer is, you know, they make they do a decent job of making the Mandalorian look badass, but the most badass character in this trailer is IG88. Holy fucking shit! Yeah, that shot got a. They used that same shot during the, the clips or the trailer that they showed a celebration, and that got yeah. a huge round of applause and stuff, too. That's, to me, that's, like, the thing that's going to draw people in that are fans or not fans. Yeah. Like, the Mandalorian armor looks cool. It doesn't matter who the fuck wears it. Mandalorian armor looks fucking cool. Um, He looks cool, of course. Like, the gunslinger kind of scenes yeah. you get with him. Um, I like, the, I like seeing that we're, like... Things that maybe not everybody's going to pick up on, but, like, there is a point I think you see him, like, slam a Quarren's head off a table, which yeah. means we're going to get, like, a live-action version of a Quarren that he actually interacts with, <laughs> as opposed to something that's just, like, background decoration, you know? Um, yeah, I, like, there's not a whole lot in this trailer contextually about the story, and I like that. This is yeah. just like, oh, look, there's going to be a cool fight scene. Oh, look, a cool fight scene. And that to me, that's what a trailer ought to show you. Right. Um, because it's not telling you, you know, what the stuff from Celebration told you that you got that, what was it, six minutes or something of, of an episode? They they gave us a clip, yeah. There was there was a, a there's there, you see a little bit of it in the trailer, the, the standoff between the stormtroopers. Right, yeah, the, the death troopers and... And that's something else that I would actually like to make note of. Um, well, not the Death Troopers. It's when he's the the three storm the white stormtroopers that are in the room with oh, him, and they sort of draw okay. on each other and and stay there. That's that was the clip we saw leading up to that. Okay. Well, the the, the thing I was going to say is with the Death Troopers, we see something that we have never seen in Star Wars before. Can you say what that is? Uh, no. A black man. In an officer's uniform in the Empire. Yeah, okay. It's yeah, never yeah. been portrayed before. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it. Because I always kind of equated that to being part of the Empire. Was that it was just this kind of bigoted, terrible, in every possible way you can imagine, sort of... The Nazi regime. Yeah. It's the, it, it's the Nazi regime. Right. And up until now, you know, I mean, the only character in lore that was not a white male that was a part of the empire was Thrawn who we had just discussed yeah um and that was a big deal so seeing this I think I'll be interested to see if they acknowledge that well, I think even in the in the the canon books now I think there have been some officers of color oh really I didn't yeah I had not run think... into that personally I think the in the aftermath trilogy, I think there's a character that's, uh, I think I think she's a I think it's a black woman that's, uh, one of the 
commanders or I can't remember what her title is for oh, the Empire. I, was, I guess uh, Iden Versio kind of is too, isn't she? Oh, uh, true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, this is something that if it has happened before is extremely, extremely rare. Yeah. Um, Because this is the Empire we're talking about, not the First Order. Yeah. So, definitely a little bit different. Um, I want to swing back around to the, the IG-88 comment, because I, oh, sure. I think people had talked about that. Like, every, that's everyone's first assumption, IG-88, because that's the droid we know of. But I think I heard that that is not IG-88. It's another assassin it is, droid. It is IG-11. Oh. And I think that's the one supposedly voiced by Taika Waititi. Oh, really? Yes. That would be amazing. So um, I'm wondering if he's going to sound like Korg. Or if it's going to be something different. <laughs> I assume Taika is going to have something up his sleeve for that. Because if Cause he, he sounds like sound Korgs like and just murders every th- everybody like that, that would be hilarious. A Korg murder bot? Yes. Uh, yeah. We just won Josh over. Josh will watch this series because of that. Korg murder bot? Yeah, if that's what it <laughs> is, he will definitely watch. Um, I guess the question is, like, the, yeah, the, the assassin droids all look like that. So I guess, yeah, assuming that it's IG-88 is probably not the best thing it's to do. It's the only one we've seen up until that point, so it's easy to assume that. Well, we saw IG-86 too, didn't we? When did not we in the 86? films, but in Clone Wars, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. So, I mean, that's the only other one I would actually be able to tell you is a canon number is 86 and 88, and I guess now yeah. 11 is a canon number yeah. for them. But... Yeah, they all look exactly the same. I think IG-88 was black and IG-86 was more like gunmetal gray, but still very much... Still the stick figure type of droid. Yeah. Which, you know, you look at that design for the droid, you're like, how the fuck does this thing... How is this a bounty hunter? How do they fight? (laughs) Just seeing how it spins around and can shoot frontwards, backwards... If you tell me that George Lucas had that in mind when uh, (laughs) he first envisioned that uh and told them what he wanted to see out of these other uh bounty hunters i'd be very impressed i bet you ask him that now and he'd be like oh yeah that's exactly yeah, what that, i thought well, no, but we, then we you watch the behind the scenes stuff and it's and like turn and yeah meanwhile they were like we got some the... scraps yeah there's some poles laying around we could probably stick this head of a hanger on there <laughs> coat rack it's basically a coat rack yeah but uh yeah i think just the the look of the show looks expensive. Like you can tell, oh, it, is, yeah. it is movie quality stuff for this show, and yeah. I think that that's amazing. It looks fantastic. Get a nice little glimpse of the ATST as well. It's going to be a part yeah. of this, which I love seeing a Walker show up in it because to me that feels like that that that's when the Empire's taking you serious. Is when the Walkers yeah. show up. Till the Walkers show shot- up, they haven't, you know. One shot in the moonlight with the swoop bike. I thought that looked fucking yes. amazing, too. I wonder if we're going to get swoop bike gangs. Probably. I mean, if they're if they're going for that gritty, like, like underworld type of feel for this, the outskirts and outer rim stuff, you have to. I think you have to. Yeah. And, and I guess we're cementing this as after Return of the Jedi? As far, or yeah, after, as, far as I know, the Empire is done. Or after, okay. After, so. yeah, this is in the remnants of, like... I think the the stormtroopers you see in, in the clip that we saw are basically like hired guns now. Like the Empire's fallen, they don't know what to do. 
They're they're yeah, they're bodyguards basically. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say because it has to be at some point like that cuz when Han Solo's frozen in carbonite, we uh are led to assume that's an experimental kind of thing they're doing to right. do it. And here we see him using it or somebody using the carbonite freezing process for something so I think else between, for some other person that they have in handcuffs. Yeah, between Boba Fett and Jabba, I think word got out that that is a viable method of transporting prisoners and somebody very, has started to do that, which is awesome. Yeah, it's a very easy way too. They yeah. ain't getting out. Um, yeah, other than this looks awesome, I'm I'm definitely going to check this out immediately when it comes out. I cannot wait for this. Yeah, I mean, like, not being able to power watch it is going to be painful, but at the same time, worth it, I think. See, this this will be the fun part. If it's, if it's weekly, I think that gives us a chance to be on the same page and talk about it. We could even try to do it week to week if we can. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like... Well, how far are you? I'm on episode three, and you're going to be like, I'm done. And I'm going to be like, well, fuck, I can't talk to you for three weeks because i got to finish my damn show. Right, and and that's what happened to us with, like, the Netflix Marvel shows. We were all on different pages at different times. Right. And it was tough to record shows about that. So this, at least, maybe we can just record, like you said, a weekly show. And eventually there will be several shows going on at once here. Oh, yeah. And that can make, like, a weekly update for each of the shows. That would be fun. Yeah, I think, yeah, we just... Could just be a little tag for each episode we re- like each time we record just what's going on with this show at this time. Yep. What we what we've been thinking. Um. All right. I want to move us along. The uh, I guess one once another series that's coming to Disney Plus that I did not uh mention in my in my notes here only because we didn't really get any announce announcements other than like they were on stage. But the Cassie and Andor show is happening. Yeah. So that's coming. They just had Alan Tudyk and uh, Diego Luna on stage just talking about the show. We didn't get a release date. We didn't get anything else other than the two of them are in it. And that's basically all we knew going into this. So there's nothing new there other than it's coming. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I'm in. Um, We did get, now Now this kind of came out right before D23 or, uh, and yeah, right before D23. And then like, it was reported it was official. And then like, the day after that headline started to read that this was, he was in talks to be signed for this role, but Ewan McGregor is officially back now. I think they were trying to wait for the weekend to officially announce. They brought him on stage and he flat out with, it was him and Kathleen Kennedy on stage. She flat out asked Kathleen Kennedy, like basically in front of all these people, can you please ask me to be Obi-Wan Kenobi again? (laughs) So he can officially say yes. And people can stop asking him about it. So it is, it is official. He is back. So it's some sort of series coming to Disney Plus. What's interesting is the press release says it's a new untitled series. They do they do not refer to it as an Obi Wan Kenobi series. So I don't know what he's going to be a part of. Okay, I mean, here's the thing: you and McGregor coming back as Obi Wan for a series. They're going to center it around him in some way. You're not bringing him back to play a bit role. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And to me. In all of Star Wars, that's my favorite character. It is Obi Wan. That, that that's him as Obi Wan. I mean, let's face it. Without him as Obi Wan, those nobody watches the prequels anymore. Nobody would yeah. watch them. He saves those prequels. He makes them. And yeah, arguably the only one acting in any of those movies. I mean, Liam Neeson was okay. He pulls his weight. Yes. I mean, he's still just Liam Neeson as a Jedi. But I yeah. dig that. I'm down with yeah. I'm down with Qui Gon. I'm fine with that. 
but yeah, it's, it's something that everybody has wanted and nobody, nobody knew was for sure coming. You know what I mean? Like this to me is why this was a big announcement is because we've been asking for it for so long and it was just never happening, never happening, no progress on it. Then there was supposed to be progress and the movie was going to be made and then all that stuff got nixed and... What's the thing? Not even the movie was official. No, but like it there was, was like rumored. Supposedly heavily. a director, supposedly a writer, and all this stuff. And and Disney and Lucasfilm never came out and said we're making an Obi Wan thing. Right. But for me, this is like the news of D twenty three. Is we're getting Obi Wan again. It's Ewan McGregor. He's back on board, and I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. Whatever it is. Oh, I for mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, Even we're just still think a couple of years out, but like, is he going was, to say hello there? Like, I, it... you know, I was waiting for him. Like, I watched a video of him coming on stage, and I was a little bit upset that he did not come out and immediately say hello there yeah. to the audience. I, I that, yeah, it, it, that's it, a missed it was, opportunity. It, yeah, that's a missed opportunity, or at least have Kathleen Kennedy do it and then yeah. announce him. Yeah, you know, something along those lines. So yeah, I think. I, I think I speak for us and probably anyone on the show that we are ecstatic that Ewan McGregor is coming back for Obi-Wan. And whatever shape or form we get, whether it's, you know, he will definitely be a main part of the series, whether it's not it's titled an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And if it's not, I don't know what the fuck it's going to be called. Obi-Wan or just Kenobi is the obvious choice, but. Yeah, we'll old Ben, maybe. I don't, I mean. Oh, yeah. But nonetheless, like, we know where this story has to be told. We've seen Obi-Wan's entire story, except those 20 years on Tatooine. Right. We've seen him rise from Padawan to Jedi Master. We've seen him die. What happened during those 20 years? What part of those 20 years is this going to take part, place in? The only thing that, like, somewhat upsets me is, like, that we're not going to get the final confrontation between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul in this show. Are you sure? They're not going to... They played it out in Rebels. I don't see them redoing that again for this show. You don't think they would remake it in live action? No, because I think at this point, if you put the, if you put him and Ray Park together, I want to see a fight. I don't want to see just the three swipe move. It's in Rebels and well, I mean, it, it's not like we know that during that twenty year span they never met, they never encountered one another. That nothing. Yeah, happened. but you're also led to believe. See, this is as much as I want to see this, and I'm really curious to see what they do. Can they make this interesting if Obi Wan is stuck on tattooing? for all this time because i i don't think it makes sense for him to leave his job is to guard luke so there's no reason for him to go to another planet there's also the matter that he's not really guarding luke he's just keeping in keeping watch more so than guarding which i feel like you could argue that that is guarding he's trying to keep him safe right but i think that doesn't mean that every day of his life had to be spent on tatooine for those 20 years because the way Luke speaks at the beginning of A New Hope, it's almost like he's the legend, that old Ben, you know, that guy. I wonder, you know, and I feel like maybe towards the end, maybe he was more apt to be there all the time just because he was getting older. But perhaps as a younger, older Obi-Wan, a not as much older Obi-Wan, maybe he didn't feel as stuck. Maybe that's. I mean, that's something I'd like to see or ex- see have explained. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get it explained. Because I do want to see like some. I 
you give me Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, I want to see him do some fight scenes again. And if Obi-Wan's just sitting around being a hermit the whole time, I don't know if that would be interesting enough for me. That's the risk they're running if they try to tell that story. Right. So I'm I'm hoping that they, they have something interesting there that will hold people's attention. You know, it's not just eight episodes of him in a desert walking around. I really don't think it's going to be that. Yeah. So, but... To, again, that's in my mind. That's what Obi Wan's doing. So I want to see that story told. <laughs> so for, to see what he's what he does. So for you, he drops off Luke with Owen, <laughs> and he does nothing for twenty years. Literally, <laughs> he that's just what takes I'm expecting. Off and walks in circles in the desert out there. Yeah, just kicking. He's like, oh, I'm gonna observe the sand people. <laughs> yeah, he's camping out occasionally. Button heads with sand people, maybe some local gang people and stuff, but nothing major. He's because he's also trying to keep a low profile, so he can't get into some shit because that draws attention to himself. Sure, I agree that, and that's kind of the thing. But that also leads to a fight with Maul because Maul's kind of in the same spot. Doesn't want to draw a yeah. whole lot of attention to himself, and you know, bring Sidious raining down upon him. Right. Right. Of course, this is also the mall that's, like, taking over crime families and stuff like that, so... Yeah, but... Well, we'll see. I mean, that... I'm t- Maul's gonna be a part of this. Like, I feel like this is something they're gonna use to wrap up that storyline. So if we're not gonna get Solo 2, this is where we get that storyline wrapped up. Kira, mm. something, somehow shows up. I uh, You know, at the end there. or in, Maybe it's how Maul rises to take that over. Yeah, I don't know cuz you the, the the at the point they meet in Rebels, you're under the impression they haven't seen each other since Clone Wars. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of untold history there, like just but I I don't know. I I feel like that's a big retcon if they put the two of them together in a time period when they probably shouldn't have been together. They've also never been one to openly acknowledge the cartoon series much or at all in the live action stuff they do like we get like that brief little mention of Hera in Rogue One yeah and that's it yeah let's go the other way TV is acknowledging the movies not vice versa yeah so we'll see um Anything else for for Obi-Wan? Because this is our good segue into Clone Wars stuff. No, go ahead. Um, Nothing major for Clone Wars. They did talk about it at the the panel. Um, I think we got a new picture, uh, which is basically just a still frame of Ahsoka and Darth Maul looking at each other, almost like this is probably leading up to their big fight, which was teased at Celebration. Right. Um, And I think the only detail we got was that it's going to be released on Disney Plus in February. I don't think they had talked about a month or release date yet, but all they said is February. Yeah, previously, I think all we had got was like early 2020. Yeah. I think think that's all that was said before. So So anything anything new to add to this? Because that's all I got, just that it's going to be out in February. And then I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, just can't wait. I mean, there's not a whole lot new going on there. So we talked about the Clone Wars stuff they put out before. So... Um, all right, so that's it for the Star Wars stuff I have. The rest of it's all Marvel-related. So let's bounce on over to Marvel. Marvel stuff. Um, Kevin Feige, obviously, was at the Expo. We talked about there in the Spider-Man stuff. Uh, he took the stage to announce three more Marvel series that are in development for Disney+. Plus. Now, we didn't get release dates. We didn't get cast or writers or showrunners or anything. Just that 
hey, we're making these shows. We are starting production and starting to get these moving. So he announced She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel. And that's all we got. Title cards, basically, for yep. all those. That's it. Um, one, what do you think of the series? And two, are you somewhat sad that they're ending up on Disney Plus? Would you rather have seen them as a live-action movie? Um, no, I think that all three of them play well to being series. Because we also don't know what to expect from these series. Like, I think we got confirmation that the Loki series is only six episodes. So these okay. may not be, like, the extended series that we're used to seeing on Netflix, where they yeah. felt like they just ran for too many damn episodes per season. Right. Um, I feel like these they're going to handle that better, given, like, because I think that's the only one we've seen a number on so far, is that Loki's going to be six episodes. Um. Yeah, I don't even know if I saw that, too. It was in their release. So that's, that's they said, like, to we're going to get six episodes telling us about Loki's yada, 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 when they released, like, the thing they said about it. Which I'm... Okay. But nonetheless, these three, um, She-Hulk could be a really fun courtroom drama. Um, she breaks the fourth wall. She's kind of like another version of Deadpool, almost. It's more of a comedy. Um, yeah. Could be a lot of fun. Um, Moon Knight, complete opposite of that end, is a, you know, he's like Batman if Batman were like evil-ish, I, I guess is a way, not evil, not like bad guy evil, but like more vigilante. Batman slash Punisher, I, I would say, okay. is, is more Moon Knight. Moon Knight wears white instead of black and I, I believe the quote from the comics when he's asked like oh don't you want to like go in stealthily so they don't see you coming so you can get in he's like no i want them to see me coming i want them to be afraid and he you know he like he he wears white so he can be seen um gotcha he's also a lot more yeah, I don't violent know too much about that character um it's not a real quote from the comics but the, the, there's so many ridiculous things that have come out with like moon Knight. that there was a couple like a one panel thing where they had dracula talking to moon Knight, and it's something along the lines of like him calling dracula a fucking nerd <laughs> and that's like that's moon Knight is a character he is very much different than what you're used to in the marvel universe fair enough um I know he was one that was always like rumored around with Daredevil and the Defenders and stuff for Netflix. That was always a show that seemed to be talked about. He, he's it, similar in their stance because he's not really overpowered in any way. Yeah. I mean, he has superpowers, but they're not like super duper superpowers, if you will. Um, and playing off of that into somebody who does have those is Miss Marvel. And this looks to be the Kamala Khan version of Miss Marvel. Um, right. which that's awesome. Um, the only thing that concerns me is the similarities to Mr. Fantastic that might get drawn if they're released somewhere around the same time. Cause we didn't really get a timeline on these either. And yeah, we know right. Fantastic Four is in the future. And this is in the future. Um, I get if they release too close together, her powers, she's stronger yeah, by she's a got long the... way. Like the stretchy arms and stuff, like can yeah. form 
I don't know, like the body manipulation type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. S- similar to Mr. Fantastic, but she's different than him in that she's not as rubbery as he is in that he can pretty much become a flat piece of paper and go underneath the door. But he's also not nearly as strong as she is because she hits like a truck, like Miss Marvel originally did. And she's. And she's very much like a teenage girl. This is a high school kid. Like, I think in the comics, it's a lot of her and Miles are buddies. Yes. Yeah. Miles Miles Morales. And and that would be. (sighs) Never mind. Um, That's another can of worms. (laughs) I just. Just never mind. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I feel like that could be like the route they take with her show is like a high school drama. Yeah. High school drama kind of thing. Um, Moon Knight could be very much, I mean, similar to Daredevil, but maybe more detective-y. Uh, whereas She-Hulk, that, that could just be straight up courtroom comedy. Law and um, order with superpowers. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's kind of what she was. You know, like She-Hulk would like try superhuman cases and try to explain what wasn't what wasn't possible sometimes to juries that were, you know, like trying to figure out like, well, he couldn't have done that. Well, he can walk through walls. <laughs> um, I think the funniest was when she was trying to try. The funniest one I can remember was a story of her with Jamie Madrox on trial. She had the multiple man on trial and he wouldn't show up himself. Like he just kept sending clones and it, it it was, it was fun. Of course, (laughs) you can imagine where it goes from there, but it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all three of the series. Yeah. Again, anything that Marvel does, I'm on board for. And just like, they, I don't know if they specifically said this is part of like the phase four stuff or if it's just coming some, at some point, I'm not sure but if they I'm, announced that for those three, whether or not they're Phase 4 or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of assuming they're part of Phase 4. I feel if like talking about Phase now. 5 already, yeah. I feel like talking about Phase 5 already is just is way too early. Given the amount of content they're putting out for Phase 4, yeah, it's way too early for yeah. Phase 5 talk. So we'll keep our eye on this. We'll talk about it more when we get like trailers or castings or any more concrete official announcements for this stuff. But we will definitely be keeping our eyes on it. I'm excited. Uh, see what they do. I don't know enough about these characters, so I'm interested to dive in and see a series about them so I can learn more about them. The the only thing I would say about casting characters, and maybe give you an idea on She-Hulk if you don't know anything about her, my dream casting is Aubrey Plaza for this role. Um, for She-Hulk? Yes. Hmm. They can CGI Mark Ruffalo into the Hulk. They can CGI anybody into She-Hulk. She doesn't have to be some big, burly woman to make it work. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, we'll see where they go. Yeah. Um, all right. The other stuff that uh, Marvel related is nothing. There's no new properties. These are all stuff that they've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, maybe just some some extra details for some of this stuff. Uh, next one I got was for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, this one, they announced that Emily Van Camp will be returning as Sharon Carter. And they also announced that Wyatt Russell will play John Walker who is teased as nothing more than a Marvel Comics character. So I have no idea who John Walker is. U.S. Agent. Do you have any idea who that is? Okay. Yeah, that's U.S. Agent. Um, so was that like photo, like Captain America knockoff type of thing? 
I would say like Google it <laughs> is the best way okay. I can say it. Kinda, but not really, but kinda. Um, still different though. Like it's not all right. It's not. A, it's not a Captain Britain level Captain America knockoff. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we got for this one. The show is still coming. I think. I can't remember. Of course, now I can't remember the date. If it's early 2020 or if it's the end of 20, I think it's early 2020. Because I think it's one of the one of the earlier ones they're doing, but I don't think it's there right at the start of Disney Plus. I think it's a little bit later. I think the first new Marvel content we get is Black Widow. Okay, so okay, so it's got to be later, and because that's May of 2020. Yeah, so I think that I uh, think this is like a few months after. So maybe summerish 2020. Like yeah, summer beginning of fall, is okay. I think because I know that's the first show. Yeah. So unless they add one between now and then they're hiding for some reason which i mean i guess they could do at this point but yeah i don't think so but um right anything that's all i got for that one anything to add for that i'm looking forward to this one too so which i guess i could just say that about every like it goes without saying if i don't say it i'm looking forward to all these that's why we're talking about these so yeah whether i say it or not i mean i'll be watching it when it comes we don't have a whole lot more to go on yet yeah um another one they talked about was wandavision so we got a little bit more details. This is, this is a show I've been really curious about because I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, so they gave a little bit more details, almost like a synopsis, which I'm just going to read from the official statement because I think it shed a little bit more light on, on what the series is. Uh, as Vision and Wanda Maximoff, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen play two superpowered beings trying to live ideal suburban lives until they begin to suspect that things are not as they seem in the series that Foggy describes as... Half classic sitcom and half epic MCU adventure. Bettany and Olsen make a surprise appearance at D23, joined by Kat Dennings and Randall Park, who will reprise their roles from Thor and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And they will also be joined by Catherine Hahn, who will play a new character in the series. So it doesn't say who she's playing. I think they said that she's going to be a nosy neighbor, is what I remember reading. All right. So we get some casting announcements to the show and a little bit more of a synopsis. So the plot synopsis, I think, lends more to, like, the... like I think we talked about this from Comic-Con, but WandaVision kind of leads into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which this description will play into the multiverse side of things, I think. Yeah. I can't come up... Like, Amy and I talked about this, and how do we get Randall Park's... uh agent whatever his name was in ant-man and the wasp and darcy into the same place with wanda and vision i really hope it's like they're in the sitcom like it's the four of them somehow sharing an apartment together or something i would watch the fuck out of that show (laughs) yes yeah friends version of this that would be amazing Um, vision's always trying to wear clothes (laughs) yeah he's going through walls (laughs) <laughs> how many times do you have to use the door and maybe that's why we get like the explanation of where that came from in the age of ultron <laughs> um yeah i would be definitely down for that i don't i mean like if it's their actual characters i don't know how they all end up there but if it's a multiverse thing there's so many possibilities yeah you can explain everything away in that show it's just oh it's a multiverse yeah it's a weird, weird space magic type of thing, or uh, parallel dimensions, or you know, whatever you want to do. But alternate yeah, there, there realities. Are, yeah, there are there are ways out. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Does that description 
do more for you for the show? Are you less looking forward to it, more looking forward to it? Anything different? I, I'm about the same. I still don't know enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's still... We don't have a timeline. We don't know when it takes place. Um, well, it sounds like it could bounce around maybe wherever it wants to go. Well, right, but I'm saying, like, they're not really... They, they haven't given us a whole lot there. They've just given us, like, a genre. Yeah. So... That genre being so wide open, kind of, you know, like, I, I like what I'm thinking it's going to be, I think will be a lot of fun, but it could yeah. be something completely different than what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I still don't know exactly what this is, but this description, I think, helps me formulate more of an idea of what this show could be, or, or at least what they're going for. And if that's the tone they want to stick with, I'm, I'm on board for that. Yep. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm good. I agree. Um, so another Marvel thing they talked about was a little bit more from the What If series, which was the animated series that they are doing, uh, but, you know, based on the What If comic books where they show events that we've seen, but change one thing and then just kind of let it go and see how things play out. Um, they reiterated again that the majority of the talent from the MCU will lend their voices to the series. Uh, so again, I'm interested to see who the holdouts are, if it's going to be obvious that those people are not voicing those characters, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, they did say that it will be 23 episodes, each episode telling a different story from each of the movies in the MCU. Um, I think a few of the storylines they teased were what if Peggy Carter was Captain America? And I think, I think it might even be part of that same one, but there was talk of uh shots of like steve rogers in an like crude iron man suit um so they it seemed from the description that i was reading it was like peggy carter takes up the captain america shield and gets the super soldier serum and stuff but steve rogers that serum failed for him so he is still a scrawny kid so that's how he somehow ends up in the iron man armor to fight beside peggy he becomes the iron patriot yeah more or less could be so, yeah, I'm I'm interested. In Animated series, is, I think, are always fun. It should give them a little more freedom to really have fun with right. the what-if idea. Yeah, it well, and what-if is such a fun series of comics. So, I mean, to give you an idea, there was one other one that was talked about. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, the other what-if that was teased at D23 was actually a Marvel Zombies version uh, uh, okay. Where Black Panther and Captain America, from the sounds of it, um, it is them on Morag it, at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's almost like a thriller dance instead of Star Lords oh. listening to the music and dancing <laughs> around like an idiot. Nice. Um, to that, I just said that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. like whatever they, wherever they go from there, I'm cool with it. Like, yes, let's watch this. I yeah. don't like it's Marvel zombies. We don't have to know how they get there. Just get there. So yeah. And I agree with, with like Peggy getting the shield. Awesome. The visual, the little poster, I guess it was, they put out with that. Yeah. Just amazing. Like that looked really cool. Like with the shield. I don't and, know if I saw that. Um, so it was basically her, but instead of like the star in the middle of the shield, yeah. it had the Union Jack. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you know, I mean, like, cause she's British, so, it, right, right. you know, so, you know, she had on some kind of amalgamation of what the old 
cap suit was was like for a woman. Yeah. And then with the British shield instead. So definitely very cool looking. You'll have to look that up. They released all kinds. Did you not see the one from WandaVision either? Poster? Yeah. I did not. It had like a very 60s, 70s sitcom I Love Lucy kind of look to it. Like with like <laughs> her operating this ancient vacuum and him there in like a sweater vest and a shirt just... Oh, I love it already. Like, yeah, it was very campy. I mean, very Americana on their poster for that. Nice. I feel like I, I feel like I like D twenty three was a big miss out this year because they handed out for all these things. They all got their own posters. I mean, kind of like all the panels do for celebration. Right. All these things got their own posters. And every so one of it's them a place is to go if you want if you you want some swag. Got to go to D twenty three. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else for what if? I feel, I feel like we're getting close on time here. Yeah. Um, all right, I got two more. We'll try to get through quickly. Um, this one, I guess, it is basically just an, a date announcement. But uh, Ryan Coogler came on stage to talk about Black Panther 2. Uh, and they confirmed the release date. Black Panther 2 is coming to theaters May 6th, 2022. It's too far away. But okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious we knew it was coming. Feige teased it at at uh, Comic Con that you know they are working on Black Panther two, so maybe they just didn't have anything concrete to talk about then, and they finally you know finalized everything, so they had something to talk about here. So I mean, we're still waiting to hear about X Men, Fantastic Four, Captain Marvel two, Guardians three, when all that stuff's finally gonna hit. But yeah, we'll we'll kind of just hold out at this point. We have a, we have plenty to look forward to as it is. Yep. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that one. The last one we got was a little bit more for the Eternals. Um, they had the whole cast up on stage, or at least most of the cast. Um, Kevin Feige announced that Gemma, Gemma Chan was joining the cast as Cersei. Um, Chan actually appeared as, uh, the Kree warrior Minerva in Captain Marvel. So she will be, uh, coming back to the MCU for this one. And Feige also announced Kit Harrington is joining the cast as Dane Whitman, who I had to look up, but is the Black Knight. Yes. I believe they also said that Cersei, Gemma, Chan is going to be playing the lead role for the Eternals. Yeah, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, which is... It, it From the stuff they released, they announced the villain as well for the Eternals, um, which is a name I actually don't know how to pronounce, so I'm not even going to try because it's... I'll just butcher it. But they announced who the villain was, and it pretty much falls right in line with the comic series I told you I read. Yeah. So it makes sense that she, Cersei would be the character being the lead role. Okay. Um, it would either be her or the guy that uh, Richard Madden's playing. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing your research. I haven't read anything on these guys. I, I don't even know if I'd want to know anything prior to the movie because I think it might be better just to go in blind and just see what the movie tells me. I mean that, that that's fair. I just like reading comics. Give me an excuse and I I hop in. <laughs> so. So yeah, I'm still trying to I'm I'm debating whether I want to like Wikipedia some stuff or try just try to get an idea what's what's going on or happening or just go into the movie. But again, I didn't know much of anything for Guardians. Just going into Guardians and love that one. So. Yeah, I, I didn't that research that one ahead of time. So. Yeah, I think it's well. Now it's wait and see. I guess for a lot of this stuff, we'll have to. We got we got a while to wait for some of it. Yeah. 
I'm just looking forward to more casting announcements. The more we yeah. get official cast members announced, the better. Um, yeah. You know, there's going to be a day, probably D23 in 2021, because it's like every other year. Yeah. I'm betting we get a Wolverine casting announcement then. But I think we're going to be waiting two years before we get that casting announcement. Yeah, I think that's fair. They got enough on their plate right now to talk before they talk about X-Men stuff. Yep. Um, all right, so that's all I had. That's pretty much rounds out my news, the headline type of things that I was trying to touch, touch on from D23. Anything you want to add or last-minute thoughts for anything? Um, the only other thing I could think of is that we do get confirmation that Loki is going to be following him after he picks up the Tesseract in Endgame. Um, yes, that was actually yeah. confirmed here. It was assumed anyways, but we do get confirmation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did. I think the, the, the release I was reading on D23's website didn't really like they had it right up for anything for the Loki series. So I didn't even write that down. That that was all you was got. Like, like okay. they said, yeah, they had like, like, will he find a friend? Will the sun shine on him again? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think they said like Tom Hiddleston wasn't there. I think they said he sent a video message or something was all that I read. Yeah. But it seemed like it didn't seem like anything uh, drastic or or really revealing. No, they announced nothing else to do with the cast, nothing at all. Just yeah, here you go. But yeah, so anyway, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to in the Disney realm of things. We will be trying not to hold our breath until I mean November is pretty close, so I'm excited to to get a taste of some of the stuff, or at least have some stuff hold me over before the other stuff I'm really looking forward to comes out. From the look of things, the Mandalorian is going to be plenty to hold me over for a while. Yes, yeah, I agree. We don't know how many episodes it is yet. That is true. Yeah. So hopefully it's like a thousand, and we're all set. <laughs> I mean, I thought they were already working on. I thought I thought I heard Favreau starting to write for season two. Yeah. So there, we will at least be getting probably more than one season, at least two. So it's good that they have that much confidence in it that they're they're already starting to prep a second season when this one hasn't even come out yet. So that's that's good to know. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, looking forward to all the stuff that's coming out. We'll try to keep you posted on anything else we read or any other concrete details again. See where things go. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. You can search Bry Guy and His Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, you can try to email us. I probably won't check it. Superfriends at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us on Twitter at BGSuperFriends uh, that we can see. And someone, wh- whether myself or Mike, I'm sure we'll see it and we can, we can get back to you. Um, so on behalf of Mike and myself, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time.